today as we connect the dots through one woman's life. Hear how God has been present in her every day, even before she followed him. But I've seen God be faithful to me in so many ways. And one way is providing friendships during times of depression or suicidal thoughts in my early adult years, mm. or even in my high school years. Um, I've been ha- like, so blessed to have friendships that speak life mm. into me and point me to the cross and his work, or even just being a friend, you know, yes. not necessarily always speaking about Christ, but just being able to listen. Just being there. Yeah. Yeah. Unshaken and happy Thanksgiving. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode on this very special holiday. This episode is releasing on Thanksgiving of 2023, which is pretty exciting, actually. However, I am currently not in the studio. I am at home probably prepping all my potatoes, salad, corn, turkey, pumpkin pie, all the stuff that I need to take or make for Thanksgiving. I'm actually probably at this moment getting ready to leave to go to Fort Wayne with my sister-in-law. But Thanksgiving is usually a day spent with your family or your friends, and I hope you're getting a chance to do that today. We are obviously recording this ahead of time. Um, We're not gonna get together on Thanksgiving and record, but I do wanna wish you all a wonderful day. And just a reminder that Thanksgiving isn't just about being thankful in general. It's really a great reminder to us to be thankful to God for all that He has done. I just wanted to pause and just share a couple of verses with you um, because I think sometimes we can be thankful, but it's really for we forget that we have to be thankful to God. So here we go. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love that verse. Psalm 100 verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just a couple more. Psalm 106.1 tells us to praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And if you've been around church a while, you probably wanted to recite that with me. For his steadfast love endures forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last verse that I wanted to share is from my very favorite chapter in the Bible, Philippians, which says, Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So this month, well, every month, well, maybe I should say every day, we need to be thankful. And let's do that today and every day. Here are three ways that I think we could practically and actively be thankful. And these are just things I thought of that I think would be helpful. Number one, start a thankful journal. I know a bunch of people who do this. Daily write down a couple things you're thankful for to God and occasionally go back and read your own notes. Um, What good reminders. Great thing to do with your family. Place a jar today in the middle of your table um, and every day write down something you are thankful for. Maybe your kids can do this. Um, And then maybe on Sunday at lunch or Saturday night before you go to bed, pull them out and read them. And it helps us to be thankful together. It's a great way to head into Sunday. And I think making a habit of being thankful to people. Um, Not just thank you for the gift you gave me, right? But telling people you are appreciative of the things that they are doing, such as people in your church and your local community that are doing things that are good, like thanking the youth group leaders or the children's program director at your church. Um, A person who is always talking to new people like thanking them for the work they're doing and the way that they're glorifying God. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you might remember that I have a favorite genre of books. I love biographies. I love to read about real people who lived real lives and had real challenges. And I especially love reading biographies of real Christian women who loved God and serve Him despite their circumstances. Some of my very favorites are Corey Ten Boom, Amy Carmichael, Gladys Allward, and even Elizabeth Elliot. If you have not read about these four women and you are looking for a good book to read, look them up. There's great books. There are autobiographies about them and biographies, and they are excellent. 
But today on the podcast, we are actually going to have a new guest who has not been on the podcast before. So I'm really excited about this. And we're going to walk through her story. She's going to tell us all the good things and the ways that God has been with her and how God has even been with her in some dark days. I'm really happy to have this woman on the podcast. And a side note, before we get into this, her husband is so helpful to me a couple of times getting this podcast together because he gave me probably one of the best tips ever. And that was in order to help yourself avoid a lot of editing, because you maybe don't realize, but I do the editing for our own podcast. You need to kind of like give people the questions ahead of time so they have time to think. So a lot of our questions are given ahead of time. And I'm really excited to have Haley Mazer with us today. So everybody sit back, grab your cup of tea or coffee, and enjoy hearing a story of God's faithfulness to a normal, everyday woman. Are you a normal, everyday woman? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Haley Macer. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. One quote, one thing on the, you talked about biographies. Yes. And I'm reading the book, Hearts of Fire. Yes. That is a really great Tell book. us about Hearts of Fire. What is it? It's like eight women. I think it's eight women in the underground church and mm-hmm. the, their faith and how it cost them and it's mm-hmm. it's been really encouraging yes. to be bold. Yes, it is, yeah. especially in our day and age. Mm-hmm. We actually need those reminders every day. I have read that book. It's very, very good. It is. It was a book though that is not like light reading. I mean, it's enjoyable reading. Well, let's let me say that differently. It's not that it's enjoyable reading. It's easy to read. It's just what they're going through is not easy. For sure. Yeah. You can't imagine it. Yes. In, that's in what our I mean. World, yeah. yeah. Right. When I'm walking through Kroger and mad because the grocery, <laughs> you know, my grocery cart has a funky wheel on it or something, you know. Well, someone else is literally getting beat <laughs> up. Right. <by>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Haley, I always ask people to tell us a little bit about their family and what you do all day. So why don't you start with that? Well, like you said, I'm married to Luke. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, Luke, for all yeah. your help. Yeah. I'm very grateful for his help, too. Um, he, I have four daughters. Well, we have four daughters. Okay. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom. Can you tell me the ages of your daughters real quick? <laughs> so my oldest daughter is about two and a half. She'll be three in January. Okay. And then my twins, they're about 19, 20 months. They'll be two at the end of December. So that's three right that's there. That's three, yep. And then my youngest daughter is seven months. Wow. So four, three and under, yeah. Four children, three and under. Four girls, three and under. Yeah, all girls, yeah. Well, wow. That's a busy life. I don't need to ask you what you do all day. I think I've just figured it out. <laughs> a lot of sweep in the forest, to be yes, honest. <laughs> yes. And taking care of children, oh, which yeah. is an important job. And um, that's really crazy. I'm sure there's a couple women out there who have a bunch of kids under, like, you know, four or five. And that is a different dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that I'm not the only one that has right. this many kids. Right. Under, you know? It's okay. And, it, yeah. and honestly, I'm going to say this, but... I know you know this, that having four children under three doesn't make you more spiritual Mm -mm. in any way. This is just a blessing God has given you. So if someone has one child under three, that's okay too. God Mm -hmm. works in all kinds of ways. And if someone doesn't even have children, God can still use you, right? It just happens to be your situation and unique spot in life, Mm -hmm. right? All right. I always ask people on the podcast um, some lots of different questions, but I think this is a fun question. So... What is one recipe that you could make right now out of your pantry or that you could remember all the ingredients for when you go to the store? Either an Alfredo dish or homemade pizza. Those are probably my go-to. Okay. Do you make like homemade Alfredo sauce? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I don't I do not do store-bought anymore no. because of homemade Alfredo sauce. Yes. Once you have it, you can't go back. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it tastes so different. Okay. And then pizza. Do you make your own crust? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're talking real... Homemade goods. Here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know my father-in-law. Yes, I do. And my mother-in-law. <laughs> yes, you cannot. I married their son. Yes. <laughs> you cannot skimp on ingredients, <laughs> and you got to have the right seasonings. And yeah. yeah, well, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so if we're talking pantry, what's one of the weirdest things in your pantry? <laughs> Sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds. Yeah. Well, what do you do with them? Oh, I eat them. Oh, just by handfuls. <laughs> yep. You do. This is yeah. like your snack. Yeah, it's, I grew up playing softball and baseball. And okay. So we just ate sunflower seeds because it was easy. They're pretty. Yeah. They're not super expensive. No, no. Okay. So I really like them. Okay. Yeah, it's a good like distractor. I have put them in my salad. Hmm. 
No, I'll do like the. It's, it's not just the, like the kernels. It's the actual. So oh, you break you're them talking open, the yeah. whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. No, now I, I get the it. Seed, but yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of those snacks that you can eat, and you you don't gain weight with it really because <laughs> you're working so hard to get in there, right? So. <laughs> But that's if it okay. works that way, yeah. Right, that's right. That sounds good anyway. All right, one more interesting thing. As we talked, you have two. You have a set of twins mm-hmm. and then two other little ones, which is four. Um, and you've been doing this for three years now, mm-hmm. right? So I'm guessing with this unique situation that God has given you, you have some good mom hacks. You, you sort of are forced into learning mom hacks. So give me a couple of them. Okay, so my first one okay. is dishes. Okay. So whenever I'm cooking, I'm always cleaning at the same time. Okay. So say I'm sauteing my onions, and I already have everything cut up. I'll wash my cutting board as my onions are cooking. Got it. And then I don't have a lot of cleanup. Because you're just doing it as you go. I'm doing it as I go. Okay. It really cuts down a lot of time. Yes. On cleaning. That is a really good tip. Because it's easy to set those dishes aside and not touch them. Mm-hmm. Until you're done, and then you look at it, and you yeah. want to touch them. Yeah, and then you're like, "I'll just do those tomorrow." And then they sit there for the next day, and right, good. And then it's just weighing on you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's also not super healthy either. Well, but anyway. All yeah. right. Any others? Um. Uh. Another one I have is that this might not be the coolest thing. It might be gross to some people. Okay. But <laughs> I'm really interested now. Yeah. Sometimes my husband plays music or runs sound. On Sunday mornings. And okay, for church. we have to be here very yeah. early. So yeah. we'd have to get our kids up like an extra hour or so earlier. And so instead of waking them up, getting them dressed, changing their diaper, you know, doing right. all that stuff, right. I'll actually put them, bathe them, and put them in their church clothes to go to bed. Perfect. It saves me like 20, 30 minutes. Yes. And, it, you know, it was weird at first, but it does. it's been a big help. Yes, yes, because you, know. you, you can plan ahead and... Overnight, they're not really going to get anything on their clothing, and mm-hmm. they might be a little wrinkly. Uh, actually, I haven't really noticed. No, you that's not get... an issue. Do no. kids care if they're wrinkly? I don't <laughs> not, think so. Not the kids in my age. Okay, right. <laughs> that's right. Well, I will say this, that I had a season with some of my kids that they did not want to put on pajamas at night. They huh. just wanted to leave on their clothes, <laughs> which sounds weird, but I decided that battle was not one I needed to fight, and it did not. It was not a sinful thing. They just didn't want to change out of their sweatpants and sweatshirt into pajamas. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so. Yeah, we didn't even wear pajamas as kids. Yeah. I mean, so, so. you know what? You, As they say in the world, you do you, you right? <laughs> so. Until your kids say, Mom, right. I don't want to do this Right, anymore. exactly. Yeah, yeah, when they're 17, they may not want to go to bed with it. You <laughs> with know? their church clothes Right, on. that's right, that's right. All right, anything else? Um, I think the last one that I really had was that, you know, we have to laugh and we have to have fun as yeah. moms. Yeah. I think sometimes we're we're just too serious. Yeah. And I think my biggest piece of advice to many people is we'll have fun. Yes. You know, it's your kids we're they're really only so little for so long. You are so right. You know, like my oldest is gonna be three and it just blows my mind that she's yes. gonna be three. Yeah. You know? My oldest is twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, you can look back and see it, yes. you know. How quickly remember, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one because um, I think everything we do, if we laugh a little bit through it, you know, if you mess up, like, you know, oh, well, mm-hmm. you just move on and kind of laugh about it and move on. And so if we're always uptight, it, our kids start to pick up on that and life is stressful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not just saying have fun with everything. I'm saying, like, take sin seriously. Take things seriously sure, with of your course. kids. But have fun. Yeah. You know, enjoy it. Yeah. Put on some fun music. Yeah. Yeah. I Dance. love that. Dance. Dance I like be that. crazy, you know? I like it. Yep. Well, those are good. Good little mom hacks to go with the day. I will say that, you know, I'm done having little kids. Um, <laughs> my youngest is 12. My oldest is 25, which is kind of crazy to me. I think that if I had to do kids again, one of my big mom hacks, if I, if I did have to do little kids again, it would be to use the grocery pickup. Mm. I am amazed at this simple way to go grocery shopping. <laughs> I have spent hours in a grocery store, days, probably years, Walking around a grocery store, and then usually it's like I'm trying to make some cool recipe with some, you know, funky spice that I didn't even know existed until I read the recipe, and I'm, I can't find it, you know. Anyway, I think that's a great thing. Another mom hack that I heard of was to have theme days for dinner. 
So like, for example, maybe on Tuesday, you might have it be Mexican night. And every, every Tuesday, you just pick a recipe that fits that. So you're never, maybe Friday night is your homemade pizza you talked about. Like you just do it every week um, on Friday night. So you're not always having to reinvent the wheel a little bit. And I thought that was really cool. And I've been doing that and I really like it. So of course, my kids are older and they actually um, help me cook Mm. a lot, which is helpful. So now, Haley, we're here not to talk about all that fun stuff, although that's fun. We're going to talk about your life and we're going to get to walk right alongside of you. So we're going to talk through your years. How old are you? Can I ask that? Yeah, I am 26. 26. 26. Wow. You could be my daughter. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That just made me really old, but that's all right. Okay. But we can pretend I never said it. Okay, thank you. I'll just edit that out, right? No, I'm just teasing. I'll leave it in. Um, so let's jump through your life. Let's go all the way back to childhood because um, I think you have a lot of things you can share with us today that we can learn as you walk through all of the things that have gone on in your life. So let's talk about what your life was like when you were a little girl. Tell me a little bit about your home, your family. Did you go to church as a little girl? And what was school like? Well, I think... At first, I want to start off with the fact that I was born at 29 weeks. Wow. I was two pounds, nine ounces. That is crazy. Yeah. You could fit you in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I my That sounds weird to say. In my dad's in, hand, yes. my whole body fit. Wow. Yeah. But the doctor, from what my mom has told me, the doctor told him, told her to plan a funeral. Wow. Like, be ready to plan a funeral. I spent like six or seven weeks in the hospital or something like yeah. that. Yeah. That would make but, sense because usually they stay, you stay in the NICU. Yeah. Until you actually come to full term. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it was, I mean, clearly God has had Mm -hmm. his hand on my life. Yes. And then when I was nine, my parents got divorced. Hmm. And then my dad got remarried a couple years later, um, which made it to where, so I had two full brothers. Okay. And then I had three stepbrothers. Okay. So there were six of us, but I was the only girl. In the midst of six boys. I think we might need a family tree to lay that out because that's a little. <laughs> so two full brothers. Two full brothers. So my mom and dad. Yep. And then, and then my mom and dad, my not my mom and dad, my stepmom and dad got married. She had three kids. Okay. So yeah. that's your half brothers. They're those not are, actually full, full well, blood. Well, it's not my dad. Right. Not He didn't have those okay. ones. Okay. So right. I got to get this together. Yeah, it's, it's really hard okay, to understand Okay, I always get all. confused between half and step. So half is you're actually physically related. Yeah, like I have a half sister. And step brothers mean that they are just a part of your family by marriage. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I got it down. Yeah. Okay, so you had a big family. Yeah, yeah. All right, what was school like? I mean, it was honestly pretty easy. Okay. I mean, I, I struggled academically. Okay. I My oldest brother was like... So Quick. smart, and me, I just had to work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't something that just came naturally. Yes, but I did play a lot of sports. Okay, so from childhood up, I played baseball with my brothers. Okay, um, my brothers and I were actually on the same team. Really, at one point, yeah. Which, you know, looking back, I'm like, uh, I probably should have played softball. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. But you know, it yes. is what it is. Yes. But um and then I ended up playing basketball and things like that throughout high school. Okay. So, so you so. played a lot of sports all the yes. way through. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Did you go to church at all? I went a few times with my grandparents and okay. my dad. Okay. And then yeah, I didn't really go much after that. Okay. After so probably eighth grade I probably didn't go. Okay. Yeah. Which is I think relatively normal. If yeah. you're not really connected in the church you kind of people high school kids kind of taper off Mm -hmm. so how did you deal though with um the fact that your parents were divorced did did would you say this messed up your life or your childhood um i don't i don't i wouldn't say it messed up my life um because god uses all things Mm -hmm. for his good right yes um but i think it has influenced heavily in my marriage okay um which i never predicted Okay. To be an influence. But how did I deal with it? I think I really put my identity in my sports. Hmm. And it's just, I think that's how I dealt with it. Okay. I just pushed into sports and I wanted to be really good at it. Yep. And that was it. Yep. That's all that mattered. That kind of became. It was like an escape mechanism. Yes. 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 
And you know what? Um, probably a lot of people have things they have that are escape. Mm-hmm. It could be escaping into a Netflix series. It could be escaping into a job. Mm-hmm. It could be escaping into a hobby. That's I guess sports would fall under hobby. But you know, it's mm-hmm. something we can relate to for sure. Yeah. Would you say that you were a believer when you were little? No. No. I would I would have told you that I believe in God. Yeah. But I did I know God? I think there's a difference between believing and knowing. Yes. Yes. You know? So you did not. No. Yeah. No. So what about some significant events or situations during your growing up or your teen years? Um so first thing is my dad and I had like a pretty big falling out. Ooh. Yeah, like going into my freshman year of high school. And a lot of it was, I look back, and I do regret it. A lot of it was Mm. on me, Mm. Um, just being a stubborn teenager. Yes. You know, like, and at that time, because my parents were divorced, I did, was able to choose whether I was going to see him or not. Oh, so you chose to not see him. I chose to not, yeah. So you lived with your mom? I did, yeah. And she probably, I don't know, did she support that? Because sometimes parents kind of come against each other. I think whatever you want to right, do. Right, right. You know. It's just a confusing time anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know really what I wanted. Yeah. You know, but I thought that that was what was to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, so I think because of making those decisions, and then my grandma ended up dying my freshman year of high school, mm. and I just got in with the wrong kids, and mm. I was drinking, and just... Mm. Doing really bad things where we actually, I got put on diversion. Okay. Which is like, basically, it's underage drinking. So I oh. got in trouble for underage drinking, and I had to go through AA classes. And For teenagers, or were they adults in there? Um, You know, I don't remember. Okay. Okay. But you did have to do those because- I did. Because it, I, th- I think it was mandatory by the school. Yeah. Because I was in sports, so I got suspended from some softball got it. games and- things like that but did you were you able to go back to sports after yeah okay yeah. Uh. which I probably shouldn't have been able to I think that would have helped more than than what you did yeah. okay but hmm. you know God uses all things for his well good, right? <laughs> yes and, al- and alcoholism or or getting involved too much it can be also an escape mm-hmm. so it's interesting how you have these little pieces of escaping things throughout your growing up years yeah you know, and I bet, I mean, we all have escapes. So what about college for you? What did you do during this stage? How did you see God at work? Um, how did you end up going to school, you know, here in Toledo? Mm-hmm. So my brother went to, my oldest brother, he's a, like a little over a year older than me. Okay. He came to Toledo. Okay. For school. Okay. And I thought, well, <laughs> guess I'm going there. Okay. Because yeah, I didn't. I didn't really yes. know what I wanted to do with my yes. life. And, um, so I came up here okay. and kind of followed him. It's funny because we actually only saw each other for the two years that he was here um, because he ended up going to, to Wright State. Okay. Um, Moved colleges. Sometimes yeah. that happens. We only saw each other like three or four times. Really? Which is really kind That's of weird. very unusual. Yeah. We yeah. were pretty busy. Yes. Um, I had filled out a survey for a Christian organization on campus. Okay. And they came knocking on my door, and I had filled it up because they were offering some sort of like gift card or something like that. Sure, sure. Like, like let, let me get what I can see to get free. Yeah, right. I mean, as a college student, you're pretty yes, you have no needy, money, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they were telling me, they told me that they were going to be tailgating, and I thought, oh, this is this is weird. A Christian organization tailgating. I'd I'd love to see what this is about because. Most tailgating is fraternities and sororities at a college with a bunch of alcohol. Right, right, yeah. right. And I thought, yes. <laughs> I thought this is weird. Yeah. So I went and I met some people and they were actually drinking root beer. That's hilarious. Which is really <laughs> funny. And so I quickly got involved with them because I didn't have any friends. Other, I didn't, only knew my brother. Right. I came up here. Okay. And you only saw him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had gotten involved for friendships, which then led to getting into Bible studies mm. And which is where I came to know the Lord was mm. through this organization. And wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. For the tailgating part. For the tailgating yeah. part. <laughs> but it's cool how that actually is what drew you in. Yeah. God used that little piece. I love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what it was like when you came to know the Lord. Like, I, I think that would be the gospel. So what actually is that? Well, I think, honestly, Scripture 
explains the gospel far better than I could probably ever do okay. in words. Okay. Um, and so currently I'm actually doing a Bible study in Ephesians. So this oh. really stuck out. Nice. So, nice. Um, Ephesians 2 verses 12 through 13 says, Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off and have been brought near by the blood of Christ. In mm. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He who had no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So we are strangers to God the Father and have no hope in the world. Mm. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live in a perfect and to live a perfect and sinless life. Mm. To be put on a cross, to die for the sins of the world. Then whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as the one true God will be saved and sealed in him with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Yay. Amen. Yeah. Isn't that a joy? Mm-hmm. Every time you read it, the gospel just never gets old. No. Because we were all far off. If you yeah. are a believer, you were far off. You were separated from God. Mm-hmm. And then he draws you near to him. He sure does. Yeah. And changes your heart. And it is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that your story sh- is this piece in your story that has to do with this group of people on a college campus, like going out and saying, hey, do you want to come? Like it was just this the hospitality of that. Okay, and maybe a little free gift. Brought you into it, you know, and how God uses all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. So did you meet your husband here on campus? Where did you meet him? I actually met him at church. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I had met his sister a couple years prior at a woman, one of our women's conference here. Okay. And so she was in the band, and I really like music. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to go meet them. It was Great. my first time coming, and I thought, I'm going to go meet them. Right. People playing band. And so I ended up getting into a Bible study with our church yes. before I even started coming. And I'm, then I ended up falling out of it just with work and yes. things like that. Because um, I had actually stopped going to college after myself. Okay. Year. Okay. I didn't know what I was going to do. A lot of people don't. And I don't. was wasting a lot of money. Okay. So. I like that. So, like, <laughs> so, wisdom says slow down not, and figure it out first. Yeah. yeah. And then now I'm a mom and right. I'm not going back now. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, I had come back to the church with okay. a family that I had been living with for about a year okay. or so. Okay. You moved in with them during a time when you needed a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, you ended up coming to church. Yeah. Because and of that. Because of them. I, yeah. I came here, and it's actually kind of funny because Luke was, my husband was leading oh. worship. Oh. And The first time you came? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And I actually looked to see if he had a ring on. Oh! Which I don't really tell that many people because <laughs> I'm not kind of like a You're not a girl. go-getter. Okay. You know? like, yes. <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And but now you just told the whole world yeah, in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Well, he knows it now. I yes. mean, he, he'll he even tell people, yeah, she was interested in me before I was. Oh, you that's know? funny. And I get red-faced about it, but, uh, you know, here we are three and a half years It doesn't later. really matter who was yeah. interested first. It just matters that you're together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and stick it out and stay, right? Yeah. Hey, it would be different if we didn't end a marriage, you know? Right. That's right. That's so, right. But so. I had reconnected with his sister. Okay. And there was like some ice cream socials or something like that. And where I actually thought his sister and him were like dating because they were, they're Whoa. such great friends. Oh, that's hilarious. Like their bond is, <laughs> I actually love it. Okay. Like it's really cool. It is them. very cool, but I totally think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, he's off the market. But then we started talking, and I realized it was his sister. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I have a shot. Yes, you that's know? right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then he actually ended up asking me on a date. And then nice. the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump ahead to 2020 because the rest is history because mm. that's the year that you and Luke got married. Mm-hmm. Yes. So talk a little bit about marriage. Tell me what was the most surprising things, maybe some of the hardest things, and what has been the best. And this isn't, you know, sometimes if we have hard things, we all have. If you're married, you got hard things. Mm -hmm. So this isn't to knock any person or any marriage, you know. It's just we all can relate. So what do you got? Okay, so this is funny. In our first year of marriage, I think our longest, most consistent fight was sharing the bed. Really? Yeah. He is a cuddler. I oh. am not. 
And so we would be pulling each other's blankets. And, oh, that's hilarious. Can you move over, please? And and hmm. it was just, yes. it was a hard battle. What size bed do you have? A full. Oh, yeah. so no wonder. So, so there really is no room. And I mean, I got pregnant really quickly. Okay. It was a honeymoon baby, you know, yeah. and so you're getting yeah. bigger and bigger. Yes, and your your physical belly is getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. still have a full. Yeah. He, oh, wow. He didn't want to go up because he likes being close. Okay. But now we have figured out the battle. That's right. And so. that's really it. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was not expecting that to be the <laughs> hardest thing, but what about surprising? Um... I think the most surprising thing is you think when you get married, you're going to spend a lot of time with that person. Yes. And there are times where you do spend a lot of time. Yes. But majority of the time, you're actually away from each other. Yeah. And it's just you don't realize how much you actually have to prioritize and plan time together. Right. Yeah. And that was very surprising. And that's why people sometimes will keep dating mm -hmm. after they get married. They'll make they'll say, let's go out together on this night. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason, I yeah. think. Yeah. We do a lot of dates in. Yeah, because or dates in. Because our kids are so young. Yes, but, or dates yeah. in. But just like, I mean, we used to do that. When our kids were little, I would buy fun snacks. You know, we'd have like mini charcuterie boards and sit. Oh, nice. And eat them at night or like a special chocolate bar, which sounds dumb, but we would just share it. And it was because we had this time after the kids went to bed. Sometimes you got to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. So, and that's why. So we could connect. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say God has been faithful to you in your marriage? Um, I mean, I think he's been faithful in so many ways. Um, as I mentioned before, my parents were divorced. Yes. And so I, there was a lot of fear at our first year. And I don't, I don't think really now, but where I just, I just thought he's going to leave me one day. Mm -hmm. I'm just awful. And mm. I sin in this way or I sin in this way and he sins and it's just going to end in divorce because mm. that's all I had known. Right. right. You know, and, but God has truly provided me with, with my husband who is not afraid to fight with me mm. and assures me of his forgiveness. And he's very patient and kind. Mm. And he is, he says, I'm not going to leave. Right. You right. know, I have never mentioned to him like, oh. You're going to divorce me. Right, right. But he knows that I come from a divorced family. Exactly. And he's very kind about yeah. it. And he's willing to fight with me through it. Hmm. And I think God has been so faithful in that. Um, and it's something that I needed to hear and yes. to have. Is yeah. The husband that I have. Yeah. yeah, because really, honestly, a lot of people come into marriage with baggage, mm -hmm. is what we would say, or what the psychologist of the world would say. And really, with, with Christ, we can work through that baggage and have a lovely, productive marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's great. I love that. Yeah. Another way that God has been faithful is my family. Hmm. So my parents, my mom and my dad and my stepmom, um, they have been kind. Hmm. Um, my dad and my stepmom are very generous. Nice. And Praise God. Yeah. And that's just something that I never really expected expected i mean i've seen it but you don't really realize it until later on you're like wow they are so generous yes yes you know um and then i have great father-in-law and mother-in-law mm. who love god and they are actually close they live they physically close yeah and now yeah. we actually live across the street from each other that's very fun <laughs> so, yes so god has been so faithful in providing a yes. great great family to come into um so that's awesome i um, I love my mother, and I also will say that I love my mother-in-law, and my mother-in-law has always been very kind, and I totally understand what you're saying, because a lot of mother-in-laws are not always kind. Mm -hmm. So it is a rare thing when a mother-in-law is kind and loves you mm -hmm. and is mature enough to say, I love this girl. You know, she married my son or mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting thing in the world. And I think as an older woman sitting here, it is an important thing for us who are older and maybe our kids are getting married. We should embrace this whole thing and love our love our in-laws or love our children who are married. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's really good. And that's a great lesson that you've just taught us. All right. So God blessed you with these three children. No, four. four. Gosh, I can't even keep track of them. <laughs> 
What about mothering? What has been the best, the hardest? I'm giving you all these really like superlatives and the yeah. most surprising. And how has God been real to you during your mothering years? And you're just starting these mothering years, by the way. I really am. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Um, I think the best part about motherhood is I'm getting a front row to their growth. And because mm. I have four so young, they you see the way that they are growing mm. so yes. quickly. Fast. Yeah. And what they are learning and how their personalities are developing mm-hmm. and watching their relationship together. Mm. I'm a full supporter in having siblings. <laughs> yes. Watching them grow and loving one another and wanting to be with them. Yes. Each other. That Very has sweet. been so cool. Yeah. Um, and I praise God for, even though it is hard having them so close. Yes. It is also such a blessing mm-hmm. to watch them mm-hmm. and their bond. Yeah. Um, which I know will only get sweeter as mm-hmm. they get older. Um, and there are two things that come to mind when I think about the hardest part of motherhood. The first one is the quote unquote feeling like you ha- need to have it all together. And have oh, all yeah. The, the Instagram mom. Yeah. Yes. When in reality, most of the time, I feel like, I mean, even just this past week, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord. <laughs> you know, I need your wisdom. I yeah. need your guidance. Yep. And yep. I need other Christian women that have yep. gone through this. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think. You know, another very surprisingly hard thing has been watching the way your body changes hmm. and embracing it. Mm-hmm. It does change. Very much so. Yes. And I never thought I would struggle with body image because mm-hmm. I've always been small. My yeah. entire life, I've been small. And now I'm like, well, I've went up like six or eight pants sizes, you know? Yes. And that's okay. Right. Right. And I have to learn to embrace it. Well, yeah, body image is um, definitely something that I think a lot of women who have given birth, I mean, it, it does change over the course of time. You can, I have, I mean, I was talking to somebody not too long ago about clothing. And it's really hard when you're in the stages of getting pregnant and then having a baby and then maybe you lose some weight and then you get pregnant again and then you have a baby and you've gained a little more. You need, you need like eight different sizes of <laughs> pants. You know what I mean? During yeah. that season. It's really hard. Yeah. But I think something that's important to remember is that God is using our bodies as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it is glorious yeah. work. Yeah. And we should look like we've had kids. Yeah. You know, well, I'm not saying that people who automatically go back to how small There are they were, some people wrong, like that. But yeah. even their body looks Changes. differently. Yep. And that's glorious and it's yes. good. Yes, we're yeah. not airbrushed. <laughs> right? No, as much as we wish we were. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Um, something that has been surprising that I never really thought would be is that motherhood isn't a formula. Hmm. Um, you know, you have one child, you think you know what you're doing, and then the <sighs> next two, or in my case, the three, yes. come in and you're like, Oh, starting all back over. Yes. It's like I forgot everything. And yes. it had only been 11 months. Yes. I'm like, I don't remember this. Right. You know? And then number four, and you're like, okay, I really got this one down. Yes. And then it just, whoop, you know? Yep. And you just learn that it's not a formula. Every yep. child is different. Every child has different needs. Right. Right. And you have to learn them. Yep. And... Motherhood and to, is very humbling. Yeah, it is humbling. And, and to celebrate the, as, they, as your girls will grow, you'll notice that they have different interests. They probably mm-hmm. do already. And to be okay with that. Like mm-hmm. maybe one of them would, is going to be musical. That's likely going to happen in your family. Or maybe one of them is going to love to cook. You know, mm-hmm. like just that difference in personality. One of them's going to be more quiet. One of them's going to be loud and obnoxious sometimes, you know? <laughs> and it's just, I, I see that in my own kids, and it's it's such a good thing to celebrate the way God made them. Mm-hmm. But each one of them then doesn't have a formula for how to work with them because they're all so different. You're yeah. right. It keeps us humbling it or really humble. It does, yeah. Um, so how have you seen God faithful to you through your life? I mean, was God faithful to you, Haley, even when you were not a Christian when you were not following God when you were young or through your sports seasons? Yeah. I mean, other than the fact of preserving my life while being premature. Okay. But I've seen God be faithful to me in so many ways. 
in one way is providing friendships during times of depression or suicidal thoughts in my early adult years mm. or even in my high school years. Um, I've been ha- like so blessed to have friendships that speak life mm. into me and point me to the cross and his work or even just being a friend, you know, yes. not necessarily always speaking about Christ, but just being able to listen. Just being there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Another way that I've seen God be faithful to me is by answering specific prayers, mm. especially in the beginning of marriage. <laughs> um, I mean, we got married at the beginning of COVID. So that in itself is a little stressful. Yeah. And so we weren't, I mean, this was the time where everybody was wearing masks. Mandates were out. You couldn't yes. go to church. We weren't even having church at the time. Right, right. And it was just, it was really hard. And I think I've seen God be faithful mm. through that. He really softened our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I's hearts for repentance and helped us to fight the good fight in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so thankful for what I have learned mm-hmm. through that God's faithfulness. That in season, that. yes. Yeah. And the opportunity to practice humility and repentance. Um, another way I've seen God be faithful to me is through some friends um, as I spoke before, I lived with a married couple Okay. Um, prior to getting married. Okay. And that was such God's faithfulness in mm. providing me with people that really loved me. I'm not saying that I didn't grow with people that didn't love me. Right. My family loved me, but in Toledo, I didn't, you didn't really have, have that many people. Yeah. And it was just, they pushed me out of my comfort zone. And they actually, they really loved God. Yeah. And they still do love God, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, they pushed me out of my comfort zone, allowed me to see what a biblical marriage and parenthood look like. Yeah. And um, they just really challenged me in my faith. Mm-hmm. And I am so thankful for hmm. that. That's a great, a great example of just a being um, hospitable to someone and how God uses it mm-hmm. in their life. Because it kind of like settled you or, or gave you a, you know, a place to... F- find home or be in a home, you know, and, um, ha- was God faithful to you before you became a believer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think about all the ways, like you think about drinking and mm. what that could have escalated to, or even just, I mean, there were plenty of times where I've, I look back and I thank God for his protection, protection in this. And mm. I mean, there were times where incidents could have gone bad. Yeah. Yeah. Could have really ended badly. And mm. God was faithful through those times mm-hmm. and preserved, preserved and protected you. me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Haley, what are some of the um, truths from scripture that you love? I mean, I'm sure I often ask people, what's your favorite Bible verse? And they go, ah. Oh, I can't really give you one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that you have a few to share. And what are they? So I have three. Okay. I like this. I love lists. Okay. I love I'm lists. I'm very, I, I, I'm, I'm list, a list oriented. Person too, yeah. Yes. And threes is good for some reason. I like threes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. anyway. All right. Romans 8.28 <laughs> says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. Hmm. I like this verse because through the good and the bad, I know that God is going to use this for his good and his glory, mm. whether I think it's good or not. Amen. Um, as a parent, I cling to Psalm 103, 17, which says, But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. Mm. I enjoy this a lot because it's a great promise as a parent and especially a mother, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it leads me to trust God for my children's salvation, and it's not just on my own discipline. Right. Like, oh, if I discipline them enough, they will be saved. Um, but I can't change my children's heart, and only mm-hmm. God can. Mm-hmm. And this this verse gives me great hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And as a wife, uh, verse that I cling to is Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, and I can stop here if I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> I love that. But yes. Whatever, that's a good place to stop yeah. and just think, okay, whatever, whatever is, is true. true what right. is true? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a great question to even ask. Yeah. You know, when you're thinking thoughts. Yep. 
oh, what is, is this true? true here? Yep. You know? Yep. Okay, so finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence or if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Hmm. I mean, I don't think I really need to elaborate more than that. Hmm. Like, I think the verse states why I enjoy it so much, mm-hmm. especially as women. Yes. We need to hold our thoughts captive. Yes. And, and put them towards yes. the word of God, you know. Not not put them towards the word of God, but align them with the yeah. word of God. Lay them next to it and think, is this a really good thing to be thinking right now? Mm-hmm. Right. That verse is also really good, like when you've been hurt by someone to go back to, you know, like, or when someone, I heard this recently where you, somebody wants to keep a PH, has a, have a PhD in someone else's faults. Mm. Like this is a verse to go, wait a minute, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right. You know, think on these things, mm-hmm. which helps us not to go always back to someone else's faults. Mm-hmm. Or that verse has been helpful to a friend of mine who went through cancer. Mm. And, you know, instead of thinking about what could happen, she started thinking about what is lovely. Well, that's God. What, you know, whatever is honorable, I'm not going to think about the, what could happen and what Google tells me cancer is going to do to my body. I'm going to think about God. You know, mm. I just love that verse. You're using it. You're applying it in your life. And I love that you're applying it as a wife. What a good place to apply it. But it's applicable so many places. <laughs> it's, it's so cool mm-hmm. how God's word can cover all kinds of people mm-hmm. in one verse. Um, do you have any regrets in your past? And what do you even do with regrets? You know, are there some things that I wish I could go back and not do? Yeah. But like the verse I mentioned before, Romans eight twenty eight. I know that God uses it for good. Hmm. So I think when it comes to regrets, I think we need to trust God. We'll use those things for his good. And when necessary, we need to repent or forgive. Hmm. For an example, I was involved in quite a bit of like inappropriate behavior with the opposite sex as a teenager and into my college years. And I can think of those times and easily become weighed down by guilt and shame, but looking mm. at it now, I can see how God has used that for his good. Hmm. And those areas of sin have given me not only a greater sense of his forgiveness and kindness to me, but it allows me to see growth. It brings the Philippians 1, 6 verse to light that he will bring to perfection what he has started. Hmm. It Amen. gives me great hope that if he can change my heart and actions in those big areas of sin, is there anything that he can't do? The answer to that is clearly, obviously, no. Yes, that's right. No. <laughs> he can do anything. Really? God wow. can do anything. Yeah, that's a really helpful thing. We actually, you know, if you're listening today and you are struggling through some of those sorts of regrets from your growing up years or your college years or your time prior to Christ, like the time before you became alive in Christ, we actually had a really great episode a couple of weeks on with Michelle Holder on the topic of regret, mm. because she pointed us to that regret kind of keeps us keeps us captive, and we always are staying there. But when we go to repentance, then we are free. Mm. And the difference between being held captive versus freedom is found in that peace of that confession of sin, where there is sin, and then knowing you're forgiven, which you just mm. said. So it's really good. So if you want to listen to that one, go back and look up um, Regret with Michelle Holder. And Hmm. listen to her share about that. So, you know, um, Haley, you and I have talked already in the episode today that trials and difficult circumstances often make us grow. You know, I would not call um, having children a trial, but having a lot of children close together is somewhat of a challenge. And so um, how have you seen yourself grow in the Lord during these sorts of challenges? And what advice might you give to somebody who might be in a challenge right now or trial? Um. I mean, right now, I would say I'm in a pretty, I would consider it a hard season. Yes. And I think for a while, I wouldn't really consider it. I wouldn't verbalize that it was hard. Mm. I think I was a lot of being proud. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I didn't mean yes to you. I just meant I can understand that. No, no, no. That. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, yeah. Um, and so it does feel like a trial. Yeah. A lot of times. And raising and teaching little children, especially this close in age, it's emotionally, mentally, physically, and definitely spiritually taxing. Yeah. 
Um, and I many times I found myself in, in feeling inadequate, burnt out, and overwhelmed. But through these trials, I have seen growth in holding my thoughts captive and to test what I am believing. Mm. Why am I feeling inadequate, overwhelmed, etc.? Am I thinking about what is true? Am I clinging to the hopes and promises in Scripture? Mm. Am I rejoicing knowing that God will use this for his good and his glory? Mm. Yeah, those are good questions that you don't have to have four children under three to ask. Mm -mm. You can ask those questions anytime. Those were like, what were those again? Read those again. Why am I feeling inadequate, overwhelmed, etc.? Am I thinking about what is true? Am I clinging to the hopes and promises in Scripture? Am I rejoicing knowing that God will use this for his good and his glory? Hmm, those are good. But I do want to express, though, that there are some really hard trials that I have never faced before, and I don't want to belittle how difficult that can be. Hmm. But I do think my best piece of advice in times of trial is to hold your thoughts captive and dwell on the things of God. Hmm. He is our comforter, our provider, and source of joy. Rejoice in him, knowing that he will work all things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm. Yeah, that's really um, helpful to remember this concept of holding or taking your thoughts captive because it is something that is, it really spans age for women, Mm -hmm. particularly, because it doesn't matter what age you are. We always need to be doing that. I mean, even if you are, uh, you know, your children are all grown and your great-grandma somewhere sitting, you know, knitting. We still need to. I'm not saying that all grandmas knit. Just on a side <laughs> it's note. It's because I think about my mother. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I know young women knit too, and it is good to knit. But I'm just thinking, like, it's something that spans everybody is, yeah. to, um, is to practice this idea, you know, and to be able to do that. So that's good. So um, you are a part of the church that I'm a part of that supports this podcast. Well, this podcast is put out through this church. Okay, it's Christ the Words um, podcast. And how has the local church been helpful to you? And um, why would somebody even invest in the local church body somewhere? Because we have people listening all over, and it's so easy to think, I'm just going to do this on my own. So why would they want to even be a part of it? The, well, Christ the Word has been a great help for so many reasons. I mean, mm. I think about our first year of marriage and how, I mean, we met with a couple, or actually he's our head pastor now and his wife a couple times. Okay. And he, they just gave us some advice and helped us through. And Yeah. Um, and they call us to holiness and to repentance. Mm. And I think that's key yeah. in how the, the the church that I'm part of, or we are a part of, yes. Yes. is so helpful is yes. by calling us to repentance and holiness and to love God. Yeah. Um, I think this has helped me see my need for Christ hmm. and believe God has used it to really soften my heart. Hmm. Another reason why the church has been a great help to me is that we are so blessed in our church body with godly women and mothers who have great wisdom to help me hmm. in child rearing. And that is something that I'm so thankful for. Yeah. Because I need, yeah. I need help. Yeah. And we all need help, right? We do. We do. Absolutely. To answer your question on why it's important to invest in the local body, well, it's simply put, God commands us to be involved in the body and to fellowship with other believers. Mm. Many times in scripture, we are told to encourage one another, to spur one another on, and to point one another to the coming or returning of Christ. If you aren't in a local body, where are you getting your fellowship? Who is pointing you to the truth? Hmm. Craig Groeschel says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Hmm. Are you being pointed to truth and towards repentance? Are you being challenged to grow in holiness? I'm not sure there's anything more joyful and a picture of what heaven will be like than when you are worshiping with God and other believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It really has been a great joy to be together and praising God together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think also in addition to that, I'm going to add my comment, is the fact that not only being a part of the body, like on a Sunday worship, but being a part of the body, mm-hmm. like participating in the things that are happening in the church and going to a small group, if your church has a small group or a 
home group or whatever they call them because there's a hundred different names or Mm -hmm. being involved in a women's Bible study and serving somewhere. Like those are all pieces that come together, but worshiping God on Sunday morning is pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. I think also being invested in one one another's lives. Yes. Yeah. Like it's not just when you're at small group or when you're at church. It's... It's every day. Yes. You're praying for somebody, somebody's yeah. praying for you. Like, yep. there's great victory that happens when, yes, when it you're does. involved in that. Actually, um, before we started to record, I asked you, Haley, what you did today. And you told me you went to the zoo with two girls, two mm-hmm. women from church. And um, I, you know, that's a great piece of this whole puzzle. These two girls are f- girls. <laughs> Calling them girls. Sorry, girls. But the the idea that you're hanging out with them. Everybody younger than me is a girl, just on a side <laughs> note, okay? But you're hanging out with them, and I'm sure you did not exclude the conversation of God. I'm sure you talked about God today. We did, yeah. And I'm sure it comes up in your conversation, and maybe someone's talking about, I've got this this concern, or you know, you're, you're investing in each other's lives throughout the week, too, and that is really cool. Mm-hmm. So. And you're welcoming people into your lives and yeah. seeing, yeah, seeing, yeah, your good. life, yes, <laughs> and the fact that it's not all put together like the Instagram woman, you know. Yeah, it's sometimes not. I wish it was, but yes, well, <laughs> that's not happening. All right, to end, um, since this is Thanksgiving today, when this is being released, and it is November, what are some of the things that you are thankful to God for? Well, I think first. Obviously, I'm very thankful for my salvation mm. that he has given me and how he continues to grow me. Mm. I am very thankful that God has saved me. Mm. Um, I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I'm thankful he saved you, but I'm also thankful he saved me, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, some other things I'm thankful for is clearly my husband and my mm-hmm. kids. Um, yeah. God has done a great... I'm very thankful. Um, my family, like I mentioned prior. Yeah. Um, the joys of new seasons and the challenges and growth that they bring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very thankful for uh, my sister-in-law and the relationship that we have. Mm. Um, as I mentioned before, I've grown up with only brothers. Yes. And so having a sister has completely been a great joy and blessing to to me. Yes. And... God has truly blessed me with how much she invests in our family and our kids. And she also grew up with only brothers. She did, yes. So you guys, I love this. I had not really (laughs) thought about it before. That's really cool. Yes. And lastly, I am thankful for good food. Yes. (laughs) I love potatoes (laughs) and carbs, all the carbs. Oh, yeah. Bread. Bread. Yeah. Now, for Thanksgiving, we do... This was a tradition, and my husband thinks it's weird. But Okay, this we, is your family. Yeah, we grew up doing this. We There's two things. One, we have mashed potatoes okay. and egg noodles together. Both? Like, yeah. Oh, oh, max the carbs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. And then we also we have mashed potatoes, and we'll have cheese, like block cheese. You just cut in slivers, and we dip our cheese in our mashed potatoes. Okay, wow. That- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So I weird. love potatoes. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I like potatoes too. So, I mean, I think I think Thanksgiving traditions are cool. That's fun that you have those yeah. little traditions. Yeah. And I have a feeling you'll be teaching your daughters. Oh, they already do. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what about you? What are you thankful for? Well, I like potatoes too. And I'm not sure I'm going to dip them with cheese though, <laughs> or cheese and dip. I don't think you I'll do that. You should try it. I don't know. I might just for you, Haley, but... Um, I am thankful for salvation. I will say that for sure. Um, and I'm also thankful for my husband who loves me just the way I am. Like he doesn't care that I'm not super thinny, skinny, thinny, that's a new word, that I'm not super skinny. And, um, he just, he just loves me and I'm thankful. I'm also thankful, um, for each of my kids. I have six and I love being able to see how God is at work in their lives. And as they get older and life grows for them and how I see them, um, growing in their faith. I love that. I love that. I also am really thankful for my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law. I have one of each right now, and I love them. And I love them because they love my kids, my two kids, so well. Um, I'm also really thankful for my granddaughter. She's very chubby and soft. 
And I am really thankful for that. And I mean like that, you know, soft baby skin. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It's real soft. I want to mm-hmm. like eat her toes. Yeah. Um, I never thought to eat no, her toes. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I think being thankful is good. I think we should all right now sit down and write out a few things we're thankful for today. And um, maybe even take some time at your dinner table or this week to be thankful. So, And I also am really thankful for you, our listeners. You know, it's great to have you join us each week and listen. I want to thank you for your support. And I want to thank everybody who has helped with getting the podcast together every week and the people who have given me advice and all the, the thoughts people have shared. It's been really, really good. So, And thanks, Haley, so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Would you pray for us? Oh, absolutely. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness to us, Lord. I thank you for giving us your son so that we can be near to you. Father, thank you for the opportunities to share your work in our lives. Mm. I pray that you would give us a heart that desires to obey and to love you. And I pray that you would instill in each one of us a heart of gratitude. May we see reasons every day to be thankful and to praise you. Mm. And I pray this in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And it's time for this episode's Tiny Tidbit. A tiny tidbit is just a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. And today's Tiny Tidbit is brought to you from Lexi Ruiz. Lexi, what do you have for us today? So this Tiny Tidbit is perfect for the holiday season. Okay, and that's right here. We're in the middle of it right now. Yeah, so... I'm sure we're all ordering Christmas gifts and getting lots of packages delivered from Amazon and UPS. Yes. I'm sure they've all been at our house multiple times. So something that my family likes to do at our house is we have a little thank you basket for our delivery drivers. Even our USPS driver every That was day. tricky to say those letters. I, know, I was like, wait, let me, not UPS, USPS. That's right, the postal service. Postal right. service yes, driver. Yes. Even just our everyday Okay. Mail. So they so, really enjoy it. So what goes in this and where does it go? Um, so we we have our front porch and we have a little just a little plastic basket and I'll put either water and some little crystal light packets or okay. Gatorade. Don't put pop cans out in the oh, cold. Yes, yes. They freeze. Did we explode. find this out? Did we last year <laughs> okay. we did find that out. Um so we, we don't do that in the winter. So but you're doing just drinks. Do you put snacks in there? We do. So we do drinks. And then I'll do some little bags of chips or granola bars. Okay. Or really, Things that are not. Yes. The easiest thing to get is the big variety packs at Sam's Club or Costco. Okay. And then you just have them. Put a few out there. The month and I love that. Yeah. We have a little thank you note on it of thank you. Please take a snack and a drink for your route and God bless. And you know what I love? I, I think you could... Um, you could combine this with if your kids get old enough. I know you have little ones. Mm-hmm. Your oldest is how old again? Two. Okay. So they're not really making cards yet. Right, right. But you could have this be a part of your holiday season that you have your kids help you create that box. Yeah. It could You could just decorate it. They could help you decorate the outside. And then they could write like thank you cards that you even like, even on an index card, that they could just attach to each thing. Yeah. So your kids could be doing that. Because really, what are we buying from Amazon for probably our kids but yeah. they don't know what's coming but just right. it's kind of a cool way to incorporate them into it right and the and the delivery drivers they will remember your house because yeah. this was something we did only at holiday time of year okay but then I was like well why don't we do this all year round yeah. so since then I've last two years now it's just been out all year round and they they know our house and they get excited every time and so do you have how often are you doing this? Like, how often do you have to refill your basket? Um, I try and keep it stocked up, but in terms of buying more stuff to refill it, maybe once a month. Okay. Every six weeks. Okay, so not a huge amount. No. Well, I like this because it's a really practical way to just love on people. It is. Yeah, I mean, we don't think about our delivery drivers. I don't. <laughs> Except when I get my package and I'm happy to get it, so. Yeah. Do you ever have critters get into your box? No. Thankfully, okay, our porch is a screened-in porch. Okay, that helps. So okay. that does help. Although I had it outside before and it I wasn't didn't an issue. have a problem. Okay. Maybe it's my snacks. Maybe it's 
just not a problem. Right. They just don't want granola bars I guess and not. water, I right? The squirrels are like, no, I want nuts. What yeah. are you doing? Um, well, I love this because it's a really tangible thing to do. So thank you for this tiny tidbit. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for listening. Join us next week for our Christmas episode. We are ready for Christmas on Unshaken. We're going to talk about how to celebrate Christmas in a Santa world, which I think is going to be great practical conversation. Some real tips as we head into this Christmas season. It is going to be an episode you won't want to miss. Also, don't forget to follow or like us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Women of the Word CTW. Every week we have great great content. And actually, we have articles that come out on Tuesday through our Planted blog. And Haley, you write some of those articles. I have, yes. Yeah. Be sure to like or follow that at Women of the Word CTW. Also, you can find us unshaken on any of your favorite podcast directories. So go and subscribe today. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, CastBox, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. We drop a new episode each and every Thursday. Remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.